0: Welcome everyone to the first episode of the Palmetto Guardian. Today we will be talking about annual training, summer safety, pets, and hurricane preparedness. Welcome everyone, I'm Specialist Chelsea Baker.
1: And I'm Specialist David Erskine.
0: And so we're going to go right into our first topic, which is annual training.
1: Annual training, yep. It is It is the season, as it were. It is. It is I can't
0: the- believe that it's already almost June.
1: I know, I know. And it got hot fast, right? Yes,
0: yeah, very
1: oh, hot. I mean, we're, we're, we're suffering through 100 degrees, you know, days here. And uh, so... Getting ready for annual training, uh, getting out there and, and getting ready. And, and one of the big things to do leading up, or a smart thing, I should say, to do is to check your equipment. Yeah. You know, well in advance before you get ready to go on annual training, lay everything out, make sure it's there. Uh, it's going to rain, more than likely. It's a good chance. Make sure you got wet weather gear, stuff to cover up your gear with. Um, you know, if, you, if you're traveling, not to say that it's cold here. But if you go somewhere cold, you might want to check, make sure you got some some cold weather stuff. If you're going to like Alaska for annual training. I don't know. I mean, that would
0: be fun. It would
1: be awesome, right? But I mean, no,
0: I don't think we. We'll. <laughs> I don't think we're going to Alaska.
1: But no. but you know, you never yeah. know. If you yeah. wind up there, make sure you got a jacket or something, right? Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Definitely don't wait until the month before and go into supply and say, "Hey, I need all this equipment," because you're not going to get it. Don't yeah. no. laugh at you probably. Yeah,
1: definitely not cold weather gear. No, not this time of year. No, I don't even know if they have it in stock. You know, <laughs> another big thing is, uh, you know, going out, you got long days. You know, taking some snacks with you. You know, we all we all talk about it. You know, we do it for the most part. But some some folks might not know. Younger soldiers might not know. You know, tell them, hey, you know, bring you some beef jerky, you know. You might get long hours in between, you know, breakfast and lunch or something like that. And mm-hmm. Get something to snack, You might have some night duty, you know. Bring you some healthy stuff. Whatever you like. You know, comfort food, too. Nothing wrong with mm-hmm. that, you know.
0: Yeah, but um, also keep in mind that typically when you're in the field, you're going to eat at least one MRE a day, typically for lunch, depending on where you're at, yep. what you're doing. And I know I've been in it for long enough, and I know lots of people that will refuse to eat MREs. Me personally, I don't mind them. There's some that are better than others. Yep. But if you're one of those people, definitely make sure you have like maybe canned food that doesn't have to be heated, that has the pop tops, yeah. or, um,
1: tuna if you're a tuna, fan of tuna yeah. tuna is a good one if you like
0: which they do have two mres if you're lucky but yeah. those are kind of hard to come across yeah
1: like one every like three or four cases or something <laughs> like that i don't know yeah, um, but, but yeah yeah stuff like that beanie weenies i'm a fan of beanie weenies i grew up Spaghetti-os. eating. spaghetti eat oh my lord those are good. you and my wife should hang out <laughs> um so but uh yeah anyway um uh, another thing bringing up the wife um you know another big consideration going into annual training is uh, your family and, yes. and making sure they're prepared mm-hmm. um we we have kids me and my wife have kids um and you know she works and obviously if i'm gone you know you got to have a good plan in place for who taking care of the kids whether it's uh you know a family member friends you know daycare uh spouse has to take time off from work to stay home you know whatever it is just make sure you have a good plan it's ready waiting to the last second on that and then trying to find you know babysitters to care for the kids that's just it's
0: so stressful yeah it's it's
1: too much stress too much stress and you want you want annual training to go as smooth and as easy as possible you know so yeah definitely having a good plan in place for the for the youngins is is always a good idea
0: Yeah, i don't have children personally but i do have for babies so definitely make sure you're keeping your animals in mind i know sometimes you might be stressed and you're going through a lot and so the last thing on your mind is uh not like care for your children but you sometimes forget about animals they're not just dogs and cats but i mean some people have birds or lizards and stuff snakes so i mean they still need to be taken care of
1: or betta fish
0: or, yeah, they have to have food, too.
1: I know an airman that um, uh, she went out and she she made sure she made arrangements for somebody to watch her, her beta, beta fish for, you know? See? I, I mean, it doesn't
0: matter what you have. They all
1: need love. Well, I mean, they're part of the family, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, most people consider them family or extended family, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, brings us to the point of, you know, about ha- having pets and owning pets and stuff like that is... Uh, I have I have two pets myself. I have a, a cat that thinks she's a dog and a <laughs> dog that thinks he's a throw rug. Um he holds down the tile floor extremely well at his age. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, they're extended family and and, 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 and pets are um pets are a lot of fun they can be a you know a lot of stress but they can be a lot of fun um you know they use animals uh, you know in the hospitals as far as like therapy pets it's been shown that you know petting animals helps reduce blood pressure and things like that and and going into this this season you know with all the heat in the summer and everything like that there's a lot of good organizations in in the south carolina area if you've been thinking about a pet or you know, considering something like there's a lot of good places to, you know, adopt a pet and get pets from in, in, in the area. Um,
0: yeah. They all need homes. I mean, I don't like going down the street and seeing stray cats and dogs, and you want to take all of them home, but you can't. So, I mean, it's nice, and you can also foster. Um, I've looked into that before, but it kind of didn't work out just because of my schedule and stuff, but test it out, see if you like it, and then it works out then you can potentially adopt them as
1: well so yeah and you know south or columbia especially and in greenville too charleston i mean a lot of south carolina is becoming a lot more pet friendly Mm -hmm. um just walking down main street uh, columbia on the weekends a lot of little restaurants and stuff down there are now pet friendly on the patio so you can take your Mm -hmm. dog out and have a little you know, a little
0: yuppie, hour.
1: yuppie hour and um there's the bark in the park uh thing that happens every year around here so mm-hmm. there's a lot of you know events and stuff that you can do with your animals you know in, in the areas and stuff and you know for some people you know pets aren't just pets uh some sometimes like i said, mentioned before you know therapy dogs and stuff in the hospital sometimes pets are a touchstone you know for for people uh especially military folks mm-hmm. um and, and you know you, you mentioned you don't have kids but you, you come home you know you spend time away from from your animals and you come home and it, it's a it's got to be kind of a exhilarating feeling when you get back and they're happy to see you and you get to kind of spend that time with them right
0: yeah definitely i mean you miss them every chance that you can't spend time with them but then whenever you're home and you're like oh, get away from me <laughs> <laughs> just because you want your own space but i mean they love you they just want you to care for them and that's
1: all they want is love. Yeah, they just want you to love them, and care for them, mm-hmm. um, and, and and that's a big thing. Is, is caring caring for your animals, especially um, leading into the summer. I mean, any time of year, it's always important, but summer can be exceptionally brutal on 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 animals. Uh, the hundred and one days of summer and be brutal on animals and can be brutal on people. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, heat's cranking up out there. You know, afternoon thunderstorms. Uh, people are traveling. You know, Mm -hmm. vacations and stuff. So safety becomes paramount around this time of year. Um, Some things to keep in mind. Um, If you're an outside person, you like being outside, you work outside, or you garden, your hobby, or whatever, it's outdoors, make sure you're hydrating. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're hydrating. Water, um, electrolytes, you know, keep keep those things on board. Um, Dehydration, heat stroke, it's a real thing. It happens every day in South Carolina.
0: And not just drinking when you're thirsty because you're not gonna feel the effects until it's right there and it's about to happen and then you're like you're it's too late at that point so just making sure you're drinking plenty of water throughout the day things with electrolytes No, military is big on uh, coffee and energy drinks I don't personally drink energy drinks and stuff I did start drinking coffee in the morning but I mean we've live off of it basically and especially annual training and stuff, that's one thing that people grab when you stop. Um and I mean yeah, you can have one or two, but to sit there and drink that all day it's just gonna suck all of the energy out of you.
1: Yeah, yeah. And 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 you don't want that. No. I mean you're already going to be working hard. Mm -hmm. You're already going to be working hard. Don't don't make it harder on yourself. Mm -hmm. Um uh, traveling you know some are both annual training traveling and you know vacation traveling mm-hmm. uh the roads are hectic you know uh make a plan when you get ready to travel no let people know you know the route that you're planning to take in case that you know they don't hear from you or something like that. there's an accident uh you know try to travel at times where there's maybe not as much traffic uh make sure you're well rested yes you know don't don't go on a Fourteen-hour sprint or something like that, and then try to drive for eight hours after that. That's just not—it's not safe. Make sure you stop and taking breaks and giving your legs time to stretch out and things like that. Um, You—you want to make sure you know. And then once you get to your destination, make sure you're safe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Check in. My mom is big about when I go anywhere. Text me when you get there. Text when you leave. And I'm so bad about remembering, and then I get a call later like you didn't text me, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I forgot.
1: <laughs> All right, but you worry. You worry. No it like, doesn't matter
0: how old you are; they're still going to worry about you.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I I had that happen this morning. Actually, with my wife she got off twelve hour, well, actually a sixteen hour shift because she had a class beforehand, and I got off the phone with her a little bit before she got home and said, text me when you get home and she didn't and she
0: didn't so guess what
1: you bought her ringing the phone off the hook was like oh i forgot and i was like "But you know i need to know i need to know she's safe and that's kind of normal with all family members um not just you know out of state traveling or vacation traveling there's a lot of weekend stuff people going to the lakes and Mm -hmm. stuff like that um might uh the boat the
0: beach yeah. yeah yeah stay safe don't do anything stupid yeah definitely wear sunscreen i learned my lesson (laughs) (laughs) i learned my lesson big time so definitely wear sunscreen if you're in the woods or the mountains bug spray because i mean nothing's worse than mosquito or chigger bites and even in the field i mean you're in your uniform and yeah yeah, and all that heat just traps in so yeah just
1: Yeah. yeah there's a lot of creepy crawlies out you know, during the summer. Not only that, you know, you got snakes. Yeah. We have a lot of waterways around here. You know, if you see wildlife, uh, just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Just leave it alone. Uh no reason to mess with it. It's just just add more risk to the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do. Um now as we go out and we travel around outside of annual training, um it, it's not it's naive to think that people aren't gonna have, you know, uh a drink here and there. I mean that that's nothing against of it, not age. of age yeah. um just you know the rule of that is just be responsible with it you know don't drink and drive no no
0: friend I I bet anybody has at least one person on their phone that if they called or text they would probably help them out in some way shape or form and not only that but I mean we're in 2019 we have Uber we have Lyft I mean there's no excuse for you to not use the resources to Keep out of trouble.
1: Yeah, I mean, a $40 Uber ride is a lot cheaper than a $1,000 DUI, plus, you know, the effects it has on your career and and everything else. So, you know, just just be responsible with it. Um, eh, No reason to go overboard with it. Um, A big one for me, and I always like talking about this because I spend most of my time on the lake, is boating safety um especially places like Lake murray they, they get extremely busy you get a lot of people out there sometimes there's alcohol involved um but boater safety is huge, and we've had accidents here in South Carolina. If you're out on a boat, make sure you you got your stuff with you. You know, before you go out, check your life jackets. Uh, make sure you got your throwable. Make sure you have some type of auditory device, whether it's a whistle or an air horn or a built-in horn on the boat. You know, to signal other other boaters. You know, follow you know basic boating rules. You know, no wakes in the no wake zones and stuff like that. Because listen, it, when things go wrong on the water, they go bad fast. Yeah. And they and there's go, no turning back. And there's no turning back um so yes boater safety huge huge deal in, in, in my house and you know it should be for anybody that operates and uses boats mm-hmm. um along with safety comes her, dun, dun, dun. Her, hurricane season <laughs> and uh we'll be joined here shortly by um, Derek becker um from the south carolina emd to talk with us about hurricane preparedness all right so uh hurricane season on us yeah so it's not even around mm-hmm. the corner it's on us uh we're lucky enough to have with us today uh Derek becker the public information officer from south carolina emergency management mm-hmm. division yeah thank you for having me yeah great great glad to have you here Going to talk with us about some stuff we can do for hurricane season,
2: yeah? Absolutely. Well, you know, hurricane season begins June 1st. We've already had one named storm uh, this 2019, uh, Hurricane Andrea, started in May. So we're already checking off uh, the names on the hurricane list for this year. But uh, I got to say, we've certainly been through it over the last few yeah. years, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, um, and that that's one of the things that we've looked at uh, very carefully as we get ready for the 2019 hurricane season is uh, how can we streamline our processes and procedures and planning and all that kind of stuff for the state's emergency response team, which the Guard is a member of, um, and how can we also streamline what residents need to do. And so one of the big things we did this year was uh, we changed our operational conditions um or opcons if you will everybody, you know yeah. likes to focus on the yeah. opcons. So before we had five different opcons, it just indicates that level of readiness. Now we're at 3. So opcon 3 is normal day-to-day operations and then as it looks like a storm or, you know, hurricane in this case is headed our way, we'll slowly upgrade to opcon 2 and then opcon 1 would be when we're issuing evacuations and things like that. So for For um, all the guardsmen out there, when it comes to that level of readiness, when you see OPCON 2 on the news or OPCON 1, it's kind of different, but also kind of the same. That just means we all need to be ready, have our plans in place, we're ready to go because a lot of the stuff that we would do normally would be, the indicators would be under normal situations this time. And we did that just because, you know, it just makes all the steps we have to take that much less. And so we can get ready, lean forward a little bit faster. And so, but yeah, it is hurricane season. It's uh, one of those things that <laughs> we, we know we have to get ready for, but, um, uh, we really need a break. I'm yeah. telling you. Oh yeah. We're getting, we're, we're
1: getting a lot of practice in on these, um, mm-hmm. this early on, uh, you know, in, in the year, like I said, we're just getting into it. We've already had one name storm, like you mentioned mm-hmm. for, the citizens and you know, soldiers and people of South Carolina, what's some stuff that we can start doing today to make it, you know as easy as possible. I mean, it's never easy when a storm hits, but yeah. you make it easy as possible once that
2: storm starts coming in. Absolutely. You know, now's the time when we're actually in a drought status and we're getting no rain to review your hurricane plan, not just for if you'll be working during the storm, but also for your entire family. Who will be able to take care of those uh, hurricane-related things if you happen to be deployed? That's absolutely essential. We can't stress that enough. I am um, come from a military family, and uh, if my family was like a lot of military families, my Mom was the one who handled everything pretty much because dad was deployed Uh, and so you know make sure you review your insurance plans make sure everybody in your family knows what your hurricane plan is if you live in one of the evacuation zones on the coast make sure you know that zone because that's how we'll call for any evacuations Um, if you live inland Be aware, the entire state is susceptible to the effects of a hurricane. We saw uh, the flood in 2015, which was sort of influenced by Hurricane Joaquin, Hurricane Matthew in 2016, Hurricane Irma in 2017, Hurricane Florence in 2018. So um, all of the effects uh, that can result, even if you're not... In a coastal area, seeing the direct impact of a storm, you could see flooding, high wind, rain, hail. You need to be prepared for those. So one of the big things, have that personal plan. Have a personal communications plan. How are you going to stay in touch with everybody? The SC Emergency Manager mobile app is a great tool. You can actually send your GPS location to your friends or to your emergency contacts in the app. You can also keep track of all of your emergency planning, all of your personal information, like what your insurance policy number is and all that stuff in the app as well as knowing what hurricane zone you're in there's a ton of different features in there it's in the app store for apple and on google play it's sc emergency manager so go ahead and download that now as you're getting ready for this hurricane season second thing is pick up a copy of the 2019 hurricane guide just hot off the presses you can pick it up in uh, walgreens uh, the coastal dmv offices every welcome center i believe too the military museum has uh, a copy if you're, you're here uh, at headquarters um, also you can download it on our website scemd.org. So if you ever have a question about sheltering, or uh, what to do with debris, or uh, what the category hurricane means, all of those types of things, it's all right here in the guide. It's also a reference to all the inland flooding that we see, which for a lot of our citizen soldiers, that's typically what they've been in, in terms of rescuing people and getting supplies to where they needed to go. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a busy uh, mission for us, you know, right. during all that. Um, So, you know, we're prepping and you get into the storm and sometimes all that prep kind of, it kind of falters, even (laughs) if you're fully prepared for it. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a tragic, catastrophic type Mm -hmm. of situation. Um, What's some, I guess, good tips to do once kind of in the storm? It's, it's here, it's hidden, you know, where, where do we go from there?
2: As important as the plan is on paper, in your app, what have you, as important as that is, What's even more important are the conversations and the connections that you make in putting that plan together. That way, you can rely on each other to accommodate and to be flexible and to adapt to whatever given situation. We have a very big state hurricane plan. Um, if you, you know, need help getting to sleep tonight, crack that puppy open. It's meant as a reference tool, not something to memorize. Um, but if you, uh, you know, look at that plan, it's the result of all these state and local agencies coming together and say, this is what we'll do, this is what we're facing, these are our resources we always understand that that plan is for the things that we can foresee, that we know are going to happen, with the caveat that there will be so many different other things that will come up that we have never predicted or could have never anticipated. So if you've got your people in place that know what to do and can adapt and be flexible, then you can accommodate or you can adjust whatever you need to a given scenario. Um, Who would have expected that we would have seen so much inland flooding from Hurricane Florence? We were prepping for the direct impact from... A hurricane in Myrtle Beach. Well, sucker turned and went into North Carolina and hit right at the North Carolina-South Carolina line. And then all of the water that Florence dumped on North Carolina came through the river system into Marion County, into Dillon. All the places that were wiped out during Matthew, they saw it even worse. So uh, how do you adapt to that situation? A lot of different areas were not accommod- uh, not ready for that type of flooding. Know how to ask for help. First and foremost, know where you will go to request resources or where emergency supplies are if you're at home. Um, have that backup plan. Have a backup communications plan. We all use our cell phones for everything, to pay the bills, <laughs> right. to c- talk to each other. We all use social media. Well, what happens if you didn't charge your phone? What happens if you didn't have a backup battery? So do you have a no weather radio at home? That's always a good tool. Think of it like a smoke detector, but for tornadoes, floods, hurricanes. All of that type of thing. Change your batteries on it, too. Right. Um, so just a number of different things. Main thing is making sure that you're in contact with people and that people know what you're going through.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that is a, a large part of it, is, mm-hmm. is, is communications is key, you know, even on our side of it. Yeah, I mean, we're, absolutely. We're, we're moving through not only communication with our, our mission and what we're doing, but keeping in communication with our families Mm -hmm. back home you know uh, we can get kind of tied up in work sometimes but you know you have to make sure that you're touching back home you know time to time make sure everything's going good there so that you can keep pressing down range on everything
2: absolutely and you know when there is a large disaster like a hurricane in South Carolina the state's plan is to codify and condense all of those lines of communication into one central resource, and that's the State Emergency Operations Center. Um, requests for resources, volunteers, aid, that sort of thing, all flow through the SEOC, which is a, uh, in West Columbia. Um, there's a process in place for requesting those resources. Uh, we encourage guardsmen not to just spontaneously deploy. Obviously that can pose a whole different set of hazards. We don't know where they could be used the most unless we get resource requests. Everything we do is based on requests from our local first responders and our county emergency managers. Um, so work with us, be a part of Team South Carolina. Uh, General McCarty has been very adamant about the need for all agencies and everybody who's a part of Team South Carolina to work together because we're not in this alone. Hurricanes affect everyone.
1: Um, and you mentioned Team South Carolina and, and that's something we see a lot of when we uh, when we get into hurricane season is just the citizens Mm -hmm. want to volunteer and uh, you know especially I've been out in the storms and and cover doing photo and video and you get a lot of questions you know how can I help Mm -hmm. where can I volunteer you know where you know so is there a, a source or an information part for these people who want to volunteer that they can get a hold of this during a storm and help out?
2: Definitely. And, you know, it, And if you've gone through any of the past hurricanes that we've seen over the past couple of years and you felt like you've wanted to contribute, now's the time to get affiliated with a volunteer agency. You can actually go to our website, scemd.org, and click on the recover tab up at the top, and it says ways to get help ways to give help. And you can get affiliated with a volunteer organization if that's your choosing. We've got a list of all the verified volunteer organizations that are actually active during a disaster scenario, like the Red Cross, the Salvation Army, uh, Harvest Hope Food Bank. Um, Our faith-based organizations have disaster response teams as well. But even if you don't want to do that, don't necessarily need to worry about getting affiliated with a large organization. Help your neighbors out help your community out. Um, if you know that you have an elderly neighbor who needs a little extra help, either evacuating or helping clean up debris, walk across the street and help her out. Uh, it, it doesn't take a lot to, to give. If you want to give stuff and donate it to the larger effort, probably not going to go very far. So give it to your local community because I assure you the need is there today and will be there after a disaster.
1: Um, you mentioned after disaster. You know, a lot of times, you a lot of spin up a lot of hype getting into the storm you get the storm you're moving and shaking the storms over and everybody takes a breath but really the, the work starts for a lot of people right after, after the storm a lot right. of the storm is just kind of weathering it and, you know making sure everybody's safe through the storm but the real work starts mm-hmm. you know after the storm and i don't know if everybody always you know, thinks about that part of it and has a plan. We do it, you know, we always kind of prep, prep, prep. We, mm-hmm. we, we ride the storm and then we turn around and look and everything's laying on the ground. And you go, what do we do now?
2: Right. And so our hard work um, happens when the excitement is over. Um, You see the storm making landfall and then trees getting blown over and reporters wading through floodwaters as the storm is making landfall and probably for a little bit after that. But as we transition into the recovery phase, our work is just beginning. We still have active recovery operations from the 2014 ice storm, the 15 flood, Matthew, Irma, Florence, and, and so on and so forth. But Um, we've had more than a billion dollars we've coordinated more than a billion dollars worth of recovery effort in the state Um, the emergency management division has and we're continuing to work Um, following a disaster the state's emergency operations center the local Responder agencies start to stand down their operations from the life safety missions And we transition into that recovery period and it can take a long time. What do we do with debris? How does somebody uh, clean up debris and get rid of it uh, from their home? And so that's why it's so important to pay attention to local media reports if you don't have access to local media People will be going door-to-door doing safety checks. They'll have information on what you can do um, but now's the time to review that insurance policy that you have your homeowner's policy your vehicle insurance policy maybe even your health and life to see what injuries are covered Um, because we've seen several situations where uh, people will go to file with their insurance and they might not necessarily be covered for flood but they are for wind and hail Um, or any of those types of things. So now's the time when the sky is blue, it's hot as I'll get out, but you can still go and visit with your insurance agent to see what types of coverage your policy has and what it doesn't have, and then you can make adjustments. Because if you try to do that right before the storm, it won't be valid, and you'll be out of luck. So um, go ahead, do those checks. It's the start of hurricane season. We've got a little bit of time. The prime uh, most active part of hurricane season is late August, early September. Um, so, But we're not going to you know, sit around and, and wait for those months to come. Now's the time to do it. Yeah. And, but insurance will always be the first step to disaster recovery. Uh, if the storm is big enough and there's enough damage, there might be federal programs available through FEMA. We've seen those come up um, over the past couple of years. Disaster recovery centers might be set up. So it's going to be so important to really assess what your needs are, what you're able to do either through your insurance, volunteer organizations who are giving stuff and and resources and people helping clean up and then going to you know the federal government uh disaster recovery programs that are available
1: oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. um so i guess mm-hmm. just a kind of a quick synopsis here it sure. sounds like as if you if you don't know where to start, the best place to go is y'all's website. That's that's kind of the
2: absolutely scemd.org. Um, during a disaster and and even today, uh, during a disaster, we flip a switch and it. The website becomes uh, or transitions into emergency mode, and the front page is essentially a bunch of links and buttons that are finger friendly that you can access on uh, where the shelter locations are, evacuation routes, hotel information if you don't want to go to a shelter, all of those types of things. Um, and it will stay that way well into the recovery phase until we get a sensing that things are starting to get back to a, a, a new normal, if you will um our theme this year uh and we started it last year we're continuing this year for hurricane season is to have a plan make it personal we need people to be their own emergency manager and be the help until help arrives
1: great that's uh that's outstanding um i guess one last thing if you had kind of a a top five tips for Mm -hmm. hurricane season what, what would they be if i could just write down five things on a on a business card to keep in my wallet to know going into hurricane season, what, what would those be?
2: Number one, have a plan for everyone in your family, include pets in your plan. Take them with you. If you happen to evacuate, even if you hear on the news that shelters are not accepting pets, you can go to a shelter with a pet and they will help you make arrangements for your pet. Um, look out for everyone in the family, pack an extra charger for your phone. That's the one thing I always forget. Um, and then have the resources or cash, whatever, that you can use to either fill up your car at least once and then be self-sufficient for at least a week.
1: Okay. All right. All that sounds like outstanding information. Have a plan.
2: Make it personal. Always remember the first 72 could be on you.
1: (laughs) That's right. There you (laughs) go. Okay. All right. Well, we appreciate you stopping by. Happy to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank
2: you. Thank you.
1: (laughs)
0: That was some great information from
1: Derek Becker with the SCEMD department. Yeah, it was. It was. It was uh, good stuff. Everybody should, should keep everything that he said in mind and, yes, and actually definitely. put it in practice. Um, for those of you who are watching this video on YouTube, maybe not the people who are listening to it on iTunes or not, but have noticed this uh, huge 1670 behind us here in, in the, the podcast stage area, as it were, <laughs> um, some might immediately know what the 1670 is. Some people might not have a clue what the 1670 is up there for. Um, it's not an FM radio or AM radio channel where we're <laughs> broadcasting. Um, this was the where the South Carolina National Guard draws our, our heritage back to the date, 1670. It was the establishment of Charleston, um, which is where you live, yep. where you live. Um, but they brought the militia system with them. And that militia is where South Carolina draws their their heritage from, the South Carolina National Guard. And so that's kind of our our, our birth date as it was, 1670. So well, like I said, for all of you watching on, on YouTube, um, and we're looking at that number going, what in the world is that? And that's what that is. That that's, that's... It's not just
0: some random numbers we chose out of the sky and put it on the wall. Right, right.
1: So that's that's our, our birthday or founding year, as it were. Um, but uh, it's been a pretty good show.
0: Yeah. I mean, our first one, uh, kind of nerve-wracking and still trying to figure things out. But I think it was, it was pretty good. Yeah,
1: it was a lot of fun. Um, it, was, it was awesome being able to get, like I said, Derek to come yeah. by. Um, We hope to continue to have some special guests. Um, If you're on our social media uh, out there, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter, um, our website, seguard.com, you know, if there's some topics maybe that y'all want to hear about or whatnot um you know information maybe, yeah information how to get information how to get in. information um you know hit us up on those you know and maybe we can get the right you know special guest in here to talk or it's maybe topics that uh, myself and specialist baker can talk about um mm-hmm. and so yeah yeah a lot of fun we hope to do a lot of these yes a lot of these we hope this catches on and the soldiers yeah Goes with yeah soldier airmen really like it citizens of south carolina hopefully it'll be informative for everybody you know this is this is a for everybody podcast mm-hmm. you know uh not just just not you know army folks or air folks or whatever it's for it's for uh all of south carolina and and you know the nation, world, world, if we get that big. World <laughs>
0: ph- I am super <laughs> ambitious. I want to be
1: a worldwide phenomenon, is what I want to Overnight, be. Overnight, right? Overnight. I expect to wake up in the morning and have 1.3 million views <laughs> on this video. Uh,
0: well, we'll test that theory and we'll let you guys know in the next episode <laughs> yeah, how well we did. So. All right. Well, I'm specialist Chelsea Baker. And I'm
1: specialist David Erskine.
0: And we'll catch you in the next episode.